You fumble through the channels and choices, looking for something to grab your attention. Your quest is to find something new and exciting. Just as you think you can search no more, you see it. A night of mystical intrigue and hilarious hijinks. From the streamers that brought you the Sunday Night Civ Show comes a new night of action and banter. The D&D Show. Join some of your favorite hosts from the civilization community as they take the seat at the table of the world's most popular roleplay game, Dungeons & Dragons. The D&D Show airs live on the Civ Show's Twitch channel every Wednesday from 6.30 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. It's sure to be a natural 20 of an evening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Civ Show Podcast, where we suck so you don't have to. I'm your host, Moisos. And skipping over his turn in the intro is Nystagmus, because it's just me with it. <laughs> yeah, Zoe's not here again today, which means that, you know, this leaves a lot of room for us to talk for once. Can you can you believe that? Who's going to fill the void? I don't know. I kind of think I talk a lot, but <laughs> Zoe does talk more than me. Dude, when I edit the podcast, it's like, so there's three bars, three colored bars. There's the green one, which is me. The purple one is Zoe. And then the yellow one is you. And I should take a photo of like the past three episodes because mainly it's just a solid purple bar across the entire episode and like little sporadics of green and yellow. <laughs> so it's basically it's basically Zoe's show with us giving color commentary to his many ideas. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, you know, Zoe, he likes to explain things and go in lots of depth and likes to go on lots of rants. So he's not here for your rants today. So it's just me and Nystagmus and we have a lot to talk about today. So. Last week, let's talk about last week. Last week uh, on the yes. show, on the Civ show, we featured a couple of mods. One of the mods was the Knights of Solomon mod, which is the first time that you've experienced that. And we featured a new mod called uh, Human AI Yields, I think it's called, where basically if we set it to deity level AI as our own like difficulty, we get deity level bonuses. So we get three settlers right off the start we get five warriors we get builders in the first three cities 100 percent plus production plus 50 percent science in the whole shebang of the deity level bonuses it was a it was a wreck it was crazy yeah and, and i know that it was the first time me doing the knights of solomon but with that other mod going on i think like i felt that that mod more than the knights of solomon like because it, it didn't just give us like the workers and the extra settlers. It also gave us um, all the extra yields, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt like my cities were way more produ productive that game. And I didn't really do much. <laughs> Dude, I was one turning units in every single one of my cities. Uh, it was a reason why like I could at least keep up with your military power. Like I was ahead in science for you. And oh, we should probably like, give context. We should give some context. Let's paint a picture, shall we? uh why don't you explain what what happened i did already a lot of talking it's your turn yeah so we could do the same thing that it was zoe's game again right so knights of solomon with the uh, the uh deity ai yields and basically it was a um a city uh takeover challenge right you know you get one point per era for every city state that you had taken over you get three points per 
a uh, player's city that you took over and you get, I think, five points for a capital, which, you know, never happened, but that was there um, and possible. And that was basically it. Uh, We all played on civs that we thought would take advantage of the Knights of Solomon. So I was Spain. Uh, Moy, the reason why you were one turning units was because you were Gaul. And so if you didn't have like crazy production, that'd be kind of bad. Um, and, uh, I think Zoe was playing, uh, who was Zoe again? Um, Grand Columbia. Yeah. He was Grand Columbia. Oh, was he? No, no, he, no, he was no, Macedon no, 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 no. and Owls was yeah, Grand Columbia. That's right. That's right. And the reason why we didn't know that is that this kind of turned into like, uh, two separate games where Grand Columbia and, um, Macedon decided to have their own little scuffle and then me and Moy had our own little scuffle and the other two sides of the world never even like really did anything with each other um and so that's why uh all the action was just between two players on each team right not well not team but like on each side of the world basically yeah the owls and zoe kerfuffle happened because zoe wanted just to declare war just to accumulate war weariness onto owls uh, eventually over time just to kind of wear them down but owls was having none of that and immediately started attacking as soon as uh zoe denounced him just Owls declared war, started attacking all of his units, and they hit a massive stalemate. Like they were, they had also a bloody, bloody skirmish. Uh, lots of Macedon, sword, not swordmen, not, not even hip, hippopists. It's like a, a kind of like a, ahead of that, the, the man at arms. A lot of man at arms were dying. Lots of crossbowmen and knights were dying. It was crazy over there on their side of the world. And then there was our side of the world, which was also in absolute bloodbath well it it turned into a bloodbath but like but like at first it was just us standing like staring each other down right like so i i decided to build up a defensive line because i was like there's no way i'm like gull's the number one defensive player in the uh in the in the game basically right like you get basically two defensive structures right you get all this production um so i was like nope i just got to make sure i have ranged units to kill anyone that comes near me right so I basically spammed crossbowmen everywhere. You had so oh my god, you had like five or six, I think, in your one in the one city closest to me. Yeah, there was at least five there at all times. Um and they were behind the city too. So if you ever got next to the city, like there would be I I made it so that no matter what, there'd be like five or six crossbowmen to be able to shoot at you. <laughs> right? So I remember I moved in a night. And he immediately died to like, yeah, like five crossbowman shots. And I was like, wow, like, like if I move into anybody, they just immediately die. Yeah, I, my hard. whole goal was just basically to melt anything that came near my city. Um, there was like one time there, I think you delayed the attack a little too long because my my most northern city closest to you, that was like completely defenseless. I know, but I didn't have any units up there. I had like two units. But hello. Wow. Who is this? Who, who just joined? Oh, my God. Who, who are you? I know. It's bizarre. I, I'm going to be uh, quiet as I have uh, someone sleeping nearby. So, so can you, from your perspective, uh, tell us how your war with owls went? Because we don't really know what happened. We kind of just guessed. Oh, it was an impressive war. Owls utilized the fact that uh, warriors cost nothing. And he basically raised a gigantic army. I denounced him at one point um, because it was just, I was, sorry, I declared war. Sorry, I declared war. I declared war on him because I was Macedon. So I'm like, all right, well, 
I, I told him, I'm not going to attack you. I'm just, you know, this is my way of, of, of basically um, denouncing you. Uh, <laughs> since it, war weariness doesn't do anything to me. He didn't take it well. Um, and, and our war began. More or less, it was pretty much a stalemate. Like, I think I was turning the tides against him because my technology was better. But he had secured the city-state that I intended to conquer because he also intended to conquer it. Um, and that allowed him to get points after, round after round after round. And then, yeah, from from there, it was a war of attrition. But honestly, like, there wasn't a whole lot I could do. It, it just didn't go well. Like, <laughs> we had fun, but neither one of us could do anything. How many of your units died? Oh, God, a lot. Um, like, because we're playing on the, the deity, everybody's production was insane. Um, I should have been keeping track. I'm just trying to, like... Easily, easily 30, easily 30. I think I don't know. We had a lot of death. We had a lot of um, like I wouldn't say 30 each, like 30 total, a lot of back and forth. I had a strategic location that was protected by mountains, but I had the barracks on the other side. So um, I was able to build units on that side. But yeah, like, unfortunately, uh, we didn't go far enough long enough because it because there was a point where we were contemplating maybe continuing the game but i guess your guy's side was going so poorly um for nystagmus that there was no point yeah you want to hear about that i do <laughs> yeah so I, I, we we were finished up to a stalemate but moy had the best science in the game right and he also had the best culture in the game because he's gall and you know it was really that Ours was a stalemate until he got cores and then he got armies. And as soon as he got cores, he just had cores of of rain, of um, mounted units running in and just like were like indestructible. In addition, my number one unit, which is the the conquistadors, I had one nighter, one nighter in Did my you entire really? army. I had yeah. like four. Oh yeah, I know. God. I saw that I, when I searched it. I saw you had a ton of it. So um i had one nighter and so i could only build like one contisador like every five turns or something like that and so it, it just got stupid i didn't even have my better unit and i didn't i was trying to race for cores but i just even though i had the second best culture in the game you got to it like 15 turns prior to i did and you just broke through the lines and by the time like that but the first three cities on my edge of my empire was going to fall um easily um, I think I was about one turn away from just doing a strategic retreat and forming up a new line and then filling up that new line with cores so that I can like actually stop you. But at that time he would have won because he would have taken over like three of my cities. Um, and that would have been like nine points. Right. So there have been like no reason to continue it. So yeah, <laughs> I, 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 win. Had, I had at the end of the game, right when I started, I guess, invading, I had uh, Curacao's armies. And they were one-shotting your crossbowmen. And that was your downfall, was like, as soon as I didn't have to waste so many resources to kill one person, that was it. And since Curacao's are mounted, they move extremely fast. They're so, they, they, they suffer uh, no, what do you call it, zone of control among your units. So I was so easily able to get into the back lines and just start harassing and 
killing all of your crossbowmen. It allowed me to surround your thing, allowed my bombards to get in and just start firing away. It was it was fun. It was a uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. I like that deity mod a lot. It, it was a fun mod. Um, the the crap thing for me and um, owls, we started right beside each other and we're kind of boxed in. Now, there was a small or a continent that I could have gotten to. And that was my big mistake that I didn't expand to that other continent. I only had like five or six cities in the end. Meanwhile, you know, Moy's got like 12. I had like 30, yeah, 13. <laughs> oh, no, I had I had 10. So Yeah, you guys both had a sizable continents where we started right beside each other. Um, and really, there wasn't a whole lot of places to go. You know, you know what that sounds like, though, right? It sounds like a me problem. Yeah, um, exactly. And and the issue came down to uh, I should have gotten ships early and scouted and I would have discovered a huge uninhabited landmass between myself and spain um and honestly if i had colonized that it would have been good for both me and spain because that would have been easier for them to trade with yeah i should have uh, just let him have that city state not declared war and focused on more expansion um and scouting and it's it's something that the last few games i've played i just haven't been obeying the three laws of scouting and then i get you know content like my cities were were okay, but they were all small, and that was problematic too. And then yeah, the my culture was horrible. My science was great. I think I was ahead in science for a lot of that game. Every unit I build, I'm getting science right. The alt opposite of the gull, but I think I'd rather have the gull's ability. To be completely honest, I'd rather have a culture boost over a science boost because yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that yeah once was, like, absolutely huge in a military game the first to get to nationalism is a huge thing and i was so far from nationalism yeah it's the turning point in our battle right like we were at a standstill until he got cores and then basically like romful stomped all of my army romful stomped <laughs> i haven't heard that in a while uh, yeah <laughs> so no no don't worry though i do have an idea for next week uh part of i'll give you a hint it's going to be very similar uh, but we are going to ban because I do think these these abilities are broken with the deity uh, production mod. Uh, we're going to ban Mastodon and we're going to ban Gaul because the fact that I was able, to, and I'm sure maybe you were able to as well, produce a unit every single turn. You only had five cities, but imagine that in 13 cities. Yeah. Right? And I'm yeah. building like high cost units, right? Yeah. Curaceres, they're like, like a good amount Weren't you like building? Weren't you building like armies in like two turns or something like that? Like you can build them into armies and. Well, no, I I couldn't build armies because I didn't really have that many encampments and I didn't have like the whatever after the armory is. Uh, I didn't have that building. Military academy. So I, oh, yeah, I didn't have that, so I wasn't able to actually build them. You got the cores and you got the cores in nationalism first, and you didn't have like a military academies. Like no, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, but that, that would be, that needs military science and that's a science, right? So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I he was like uh, number one in science though. Like other than you, like you got science, you got science boost because of your I still didn't get ability. there. I, I never got there. It was like turn 70 when the game ended. My mistake definitely was declaring war. If I had just turtled and just built units, even if I was just building them and deleting them, building them and deleting them, um, I could have destroyed the science game. So, but it was fun. Like that was the thing. It was fun. Like my war with owls was fun. We were pretty evenly matched the whole time. Like, you know, you guys ended up exploding in your military strength, 
where we ended up staying around eight, eight, nine hundred because we just kept destroying each other. Um, so if I had spammed and I agree with you, like with hat, you got to definitely ban those two. If I had spammed, I could have probably had like steel by the time that like the game was wrapping up. So that definitely big mistake. And I need but I needed more cities, too, because I was still trying to like actually build wonders and stuff like that. So definitely early war was a bad move and not like completely abusing Macedon's science ability was a bad move. <laughs> yeah, for the goal of the man, that culture was just it was just so easy. Like the the policy cards ended up being massive because uh, I was able to boost my production for producing units, which already is insane because we already have the plus 100 percent production. So adding on top of that, like any percentage boost I felt like was even greater for that game. So I was using uh, anything that had to do with percentages. I also used for the f probably the first time ever because I was able to build the units to, to upkeep this. The plus one to strategic resources every turn for every like mine you have. So like the plus one iron and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. horse, for example. And then the next one's like niter and coal. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. That was, I was, I got a lot of use out of that card. I don't think I took that card out as soon as I got it. I think, and I started building units every single turn until I couldn't. I couldn't, oh, I don't have any more horses? Okay, we'll wait till next turn. Plus 15 horses. Okay, I can build three more. Right. It was really, really, really good. I don't know what like policies you guys used. You said you didn't use that one, right? No, I was, like I said, I, I, I don't think, like, first of all, I'd never been Macedon before, and they are a very powerful sieve. I should have been abusing them. I should have been doing the same thing as you. I should have been building swordman or you know whatever my my equivalent um i got pretty decent high in there i got the um whatever that crucifier whatever the the one before Cursors, yeah not the that's corsair the, the other one Cursair. Cursair. that sounds so familiar yeah. that it's stupid i Just know corsair it, and Cursair. call it something else <laughs> so i got that far so i should have been doing the same thing i should have been um, I only had one nighter in my entire empire, which was problematic. What? You too? Oh my god. Yeah. I had like four or five. Yeah. So, yeah, if we ever do that again, um, yeah, well, we'll probably ban Macedon and, and Gull if we ever did that again. What what policies do you have uh, in segments? Just all gold ones? Because you're making like 300 gold. Yeah, I put, like I put like uh, mostly gold ones, trade route ones, um, to beef up the trade routes. I did have the one for the iron and, and the horse and and I was going to put the one for the nighter, but it was like, oh, I was going to get like one extra nighter per turn. It wasn't a big, big deal, right? It is a big deal. It's almost like doubling your nighter intake. Yeah, but at that point, it didn't even matter. Like it, I was just like, I'm done now. So <laughs> I was still not producing enough conquistadors. I was actually switching away from that just because I wasn't making them enough. So I was moving more towards rage units. So I put the one for the horses and the iron in so I can make more because I actually had like four horses, right? So that would that would be like an extra an extra unit every two turns, whereas an extra whereas the the nighter. So the way I did it, the math was the extra nighter card would have given me one extra nighter because I only had one nighter. Right. So I would get one extra unit every what, 10 turns. Right. Um, but I put it. But if I put a gold one in, I can get other units much faster. See, I think part of what you could have done was upgrade magnus to uh black market tier i think it's called 
where uh, it's 80% off strategic resources to build the units in the city. So then you only need like one or two niter to build your conquistador. You don't need 10. So then that way, at least when you only have one niter mine, yeah, you can but as kind as you, of upkeep that. But as soon as you move to, to just building rain, uh, mounted units, that didn't matter anymore. Right, conquistadors aren't strong against cursors. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. My science was. Re- I was. I was really far ahead in science. Yeah. So like, I had like, I had a window of like five turns before I started seeing like cursors on my on my bloody border. So I was like, okay, you have cursors now. So if I build conquistadors, you're just gonna build those, right? So what's good? What has decent melee strength and can actually fight um recovery units? I built like pike and shot. Right. Yeah. Those were somewhat effective but i still killed them yeah because they were like a pike and shot against a coarser army of course it's gonna lose like (laughs) (laughs) here's another uh shocker uh people with muskets beat people with bows and arrows it's true (gasps) when i i got field cannons and it totally turned the tide against um owls but my culture was just too dismal and uh not being able to get to cores if i had if i had thought to do that maybe different or if i had just thought spam the hell out of units um and just go nuts with science um i could have probably gotten away with just having especially if i had oil you know in my in my empire or coal um i could have probably gotten away with just high-tech units uh and i that's i biggest regret biggest regret was not doing that just to see how abused i could do it we me and Stang was kind of both felt that the Knights of Solomon mod, we almost didn't feel it just because the deity one was so overpowering. But I want to have your thoughts, both of yours. Let's start with Nystagmus. Uh, your thoughts on the deity mod. Is this something that we should keep? Uh, I think like we should do it because it helps speed the game up a little bit. And, you know, we, we only um, have our team game every week and people like to see victory screens or giant death robots or nuking lakes, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, give the people what they want. Um, so I say we do the daily mods. Maybe we can get farther in the game. So I can't believe we went this long without it. Um, you know, we've tried all these different things, but because we do want to see like very rarely on the Civ show, do we continue a game um, usually because we're and this is it's funny because like, I don't know if it's just my play styles rubbed off. I usually know when a game's licked. You know, I usually get that feeling. And I think we have that same attitude when we play that we just we know that there's no sense in continuing this game next week Um, with many of our games. That said, uh, starting in a later era, I don't like doing that because the classic era is critical. So the deity mode allows us to play through and still have that feeling of going through all the eras. And honestly, we got to what the industrial era did we end industrial yeah yeah almost modern i was like almost, I almost modern. Got artillery almost modern and i think a big part of that was the war slowed us down that we were all at war especially me and owls you know that slowed us down had we been playing a more traditional game i think we would have probably ended in uh gotten to modern or even atomic so I think I could see it becoming a staple because we're able to rush through um, unless we end up going the opposite direction and having a game where 
it's the like ancient era for the game. I would have, I would love that, <laughs> but we'd have to have a different win condition, obviously. If it yeah, was, if yeah, it was for four, sure. four hours of uh, of ancient era, <laughs> and then everyone picks like an ancient era civ, I guess, right? Like Maya Gaul. Yeah, well, be- I, like I think it'd be fun because like then something like an archer is a big deal, or whoever gets swordmen first, it's a big deal that you have the that. Researching archers would take four. It would. Ever. It would. And it's, it's... Like getting a kill with a slinger is like, oh my god, that's like 400 turns I just saved. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. I think that might be interesting one day going the other direction, but until that day, I definitely like the idea. I think we we've, we've given kind of a new life to our possibilities that's that's how far i want to go with this dating mode because i know i know what and you know i'll let moy announce his what he wants to do but i know what he wants to do and i think it's something that um from that we can then go okay now we're gonna go this mode and just this other mode and then you know try and we can go through and we could even have a, a several weeks in a row where we only add you know a mod um just to to see how all the different things play out so um i i think that it gives us the game we want which is still the classic era matters um the strategic positioning of the classic era matters but then it also gives us the expediency of finishing a game in five hours and everybody being satisfied with uh Mm -hmm. with the result yeah exactly do you uh do you want to hear the next game Next I, week, I know. Yes. I, I know. I was going to say it's it's here. What the game is, uh, boy? You you know a little bit of it, so a little bit of it. Uh, so okay, I'm going to try to solve all of the problems that we had from last week. It's going to be a very similar game. If we can get a fourth, this makes this perfect because with three people, it gets a little weird because like if warfare with only three people, like two people are going to gang up on one person or like. Uh, it's hard to do two war fronts. So, you know, having a fourth would be very, very ideal. So if you can find a fourth, that's amazing. So what I want to do is I want to play on a Terra map. Okay, so a tiny Terra map. So we're all starting very close to each other. Same mod, deity mod. So we're all going to have massive production. Uh, there's We're going to play uh, part of one of the problems. Here, here, let's do this. Let's go through some of the problems we had last week. One of the problems was I don't like simultaneous turns okay we're gonna play on dynamic turns we're gonna play sequential turns during warfare now how do we prevent long turns from happening okay no problem we're gonna implement a turn timer however this turn timer is only gonna be two minutes long there's gonna be turns that you're not gonna finish but there's gonna be turns that everyone's not gonna finish and that's what makes it fair game everyone gets the exact same amount of time how many units can you really manage within those two minutes. So you have the unlimited possibilities of building thousands of military strength. But do you really want to do that and cripple your empire, your empire's production or your empire's science or stuff like that? So it's all about balance. We're going to balance it there. Uh, we're, we're playing a Terra map because I felt like the, the map was a little too big where not all four people can get involved at the same time. And we're also going to ban Gaul and Macedon. But the choice of civs is kind of up in the air. So if you guys would like to discuss what you would want to see in this type of game, Terra, four-player, free-for-all, domination game, uh, let's hear it. So 
Any suggestions on the sieves? I, 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 is Grand Columbia going to make another comeback for the third week in a row? Like, I would like if we're doing if we're going to try these this deity out. I would like to have not just a ban of Macedon and Gaul. I'd like to have that we ban each sieve we've already played with this deity mode, and okay. it, it just be something that will slowly like old school sieve show season one sieve show will slowly go through um, all the sieves. That's what I'd like to see. Okay, sure. That's me. So, no, I like that. So, what just about let me get to try. Though? You can't just. You can't yeah, gotta, the, okay. We got All right, know. that's fair. Nystagmus. I'm okay with that. <laughs> there you go. That's that's his thoughts. <laughs> okay, so if we're gonna if we're gonna ban uh, Macedon, Gaul, Gran Colombia, and Spain. Uh, why don't we do a draft right now? I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. So why do you want to oh, 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 hold on? Hold on. Hold on. Can't you just can't you just remove them and then have that the pool is everyone else? No, you can't do that. I don't you? want to do that because no, I, I want to make sure that everyone gets like some sort of warlike sieve in this okay. kind of game. All right. So I don't really want to do that because if, if, for example, I get someone like Genghis Khan and then you get, uh, I don't know, Tamar or Teddy or Tamiris or I don't know, someone really terrible at war. Uh, yeah, you're going to you're probably going to die. So let's kind of do a whole lot of I need to know. Turn. I need to know something here. Sure. So is your intention? It's not that we're just playing deity mode. You still want to play a war deity mode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So okay. like I said, Terra, two minute turn timers. Uh, same rules. I like I like the point system. Once one point for a city state taking over a city state, three points for a city, five points for a capital. Okay. So take your time. Uh, we're offline, so it's not like we're in any rush. Take your time, and uh, let's draft some some civs. How do how do you want to do this? Is it like everybody strikes one? Is it that we're each choosing two? How do you want to do this? Uh, I, I kind of wanted to do like just the leader pool. Like everybody picks one, put them in a leader pool. You get who you get out of, sure. out of that leader pool. Uh, I think Kimmy said he'd join us. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, I was gonna say, can we assume we have a fourth? Uh, so why? Let's start with Nystagmus. You or no? Well, I guess technically, Zo, you came in last place, so you pick. Okay. Um... No, I came in last place. My military score was the lowest. Oh, oh, you did. Okay, Nystagmus, you were last place. You pick. So I get to pick. So I'm picking the sieve I want to be. Just no, no you're, you're adding to, to the, the pool. pool. Yeah. Oh, okay, Japan. Okay. Oh man, those all oh, those samurai are gonna be deadly. That's actually a really good sieve. Okay, so you're next. Japan, eh? Um, are we like picking our own pools, or is it just gonna be in the general pool? General pool. Oh, okay. Let's do Germany. Nice. Good pick. Good pick. Okay. I am. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm like debating Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to pick Gorgo. Greece. Nice. That'll be fun. That'll be good. And uh, Nystagmus, pick one more. Hmm, one more. Hmm. Who should I pick? 
Yeah, let's do uh, the uh, most well-rounded Civ in the game. Let's do Rome. Mm. Oh, I, yeah, I think you'd like that. <laughs> okay, so we have Japan, Germany, Gorgos, Greece, and Rome on a four-player Terra map. Oh my God, it's gonna be such it's gonna be a bloodbath. Actually, you know what? Rome is gonna be really good. They're 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 all roads lead to Rome ability. Having internal roads just automatically in all your cities, dude. The reinforcements that you can provide to the front line is so critical with this mod. Rome will be, but it'll be very. Like I think you're right. Rome will be powerful because you're getting three cities right off the bat, and they're all connected to each other. Um, and you get monuments, dude. That's monuments in every one. Four is it? Hundred percent culture? No, it's fifty percent plus fifty percent culture. So it's three culture for every monument you have. So right away you have nine culture right off the bat, just from monuments. And then they get their legion so quickly. So yeah, yeah, be get wreck. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but then they get them quickly, but then they also fade very quickly. Yeah. That's the thing with early level units in, with this mod is that like, I think you experienced this though is is they come and go really fast. Yeah, they do. Oh, uh, we have our we have our four sibs. We have our game. Um, we're going to meet each other on the battlefield next week or this week coming up on Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. If you're not there, you better be dead. And I will see. I will see you on the battlefield, Moy. <laughs> Dude, are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Yeah. Me? Are you threatening me? Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. I'll have probably three enemies on the battlefield next week, but that's totally fine. If I get Gorgo or Rome, you can. Kiss your butt goodbye. I'm not going to lose. Any of those choices is fantastic. What's going to happen is this. If you get Rome and I get Japan, I'm just going to defend until my samurai come out and I'm just going to cut you down. Oh, the samurai, <laughs> dude, the samurai are actually going to be so scary. Like, I, oh my God. <laughs> There's going to be so many samurai. Well, remember, remember a time when uh, all of their units got that bonus, not just their samurai. Two five. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, they were so broken. I always pick Japan in Civ 5 because of that ability. Yeah. Can't full, pass that up, man. Full strength, everything. Oh, it's at one health? Yeah, it's full strength. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still going to kill your archer. <laughs> okay, well, if that's it, then uh, I know, Zoe, you, you, you have to whisper. So uh, maybe, do you want me to outro for this week? Yeah, you go for it. All right. So if you uh, haven't already followed us on our Twitch, you should. It's where we f uh, have all of our games. So this Sunday, you're going to see that four-player Terra uh, free-for-all. Yes. Join us on Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on Twitch at The Civ Show. You can also follow us on Twitter, on YouTube. And if you like what we do, you can support us directly via Patreon. You can search for us at The Civ Show, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. You can go to the Patreon page, see all of the perks. We range from $4 to $50 a month. Uh, so please, anything helps. And if you can just check out the page, that would be great. Cool. We'll see you guys on uh, Sunday then. Good night, everybody. See you there. Good night. <laughs>